I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast number 58. Technology is finally being turned around and used in the church in an efficient and and life-giving way, right? We're actually using technology that the rest of the world's been using for for decades. It's still a process in all this, and and we're not there yet. So when we do get there, I think it'll be really good. This week's podcast is brought to you by the Productive Pastor Handbook, an ebook by Jonathan Pearson. If you're looking for a jump start on your journey to becoming a productive pastor, here's the place to start. Learn more about the Productive Pastor at churchmag.press. On this week's podcast, we're going to kick things off by listening to my interview with Jeffrey Kranz about the new church curriculum resource called Discipler. If you want to join the conversation as we talk about the future of church curriculum and technology, use the hashtag CMAGCast to send us your comments. You can also send us questions at churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Be sure to use your hyphens and maybe we'll consider your topic for a future podcast. Now, before we jump into this episode any further, let's listen to this week's Church Mag Pro Tip from Jonathan Malm about church volunteers. Hey guys, Jonathan Malm here with a quick ministry tip. Today's tip is all about getting volunteers excited about serving on your team. Here it is in one sentence. Volunteers are more concerned about feeling significant than feeling needed. Let me explain what I mean about that. As ministry leaders, we often see roles that need to be filled. We need someone to help us park cars, or run sound, or take care of children, or build a website. We see the task that needs to get done. We don't really see the significance of the task. I I mean, yes, in the big picture we see the significance. We know that all these things add up together to create an experience for the guest. But we often fail to see the true heart behind individual tasks. So we ask a volunteer to, to do a task, but we forget to tell them why it matters. When we focus on the volunteer feeling needed, When they can't show up for the task, they feel guilty. But when we focus on the volunteer feeling significant, when they can't show up, they feel like they're missing out. Don't make your volunteers feel guilty. Make them feel like they're part of something big that they can contribute to. So that's today's tip. I want to encourage you to check out my two books for church creatives. The first one is Created for More. It's a 30-day devotional to help you start seeing your life more creatively. And the second one is Unwelcome. It's 50 ways you can make your church more welcoming. Grab them on Amazon or iBooks. Let's just have you give kind of a, a general introduction for Discipler for me and uh, maybe somebody else who's just now hearing about yeah. Discipler. Yeah, so. absolutely. So the idea that kind of launched it all was the, the there were some folks at David C. Cook who, of course, has pretty much made its uh, made its way for the past 140 years by creating and, uh, and and selling Sunday school curriculum. So there were some folks that that recognized you know the way people buy and select and interact with curriculum hasn't changed a lot over the past 40 years. And almost every other form of media that the church interacts with has changed. So video, totally different nowadays. Books, totally different. Uh, you know, you can podcast sermons. Everything is in a much easier, a much easier format for the way we're doing life digitally today. Curriculum, not so much. In fact, a lot of people to get the curriculum that they want, they have to 
they have to ship samples, print samples uh, to their church, check them out, and then, you know, order big boxes of them for the whole quarter. And they're left with leftovers because every church is going to be a little bit different. They're going to have some of those off Sundays. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's just kind of this tedious process that, that hasn't changed a lot in the past. So, uh, some folks at David C. Cook said, huh, there's, there's got to be a better way of, of doing curriculum nowadays, or you would, you would think there would be. So, at the same time, they're thinking that uh, Jake and Dwayne, the guys at uh, Mogo Church, are, are putting together this web app that helps, helps pastors turn sermons into interactive study guides. And so, and so a couple, and so, you know, down, down the road, some of the folks at Cook and uh, some of the folks at Mogo meet up and they realize, oh, wow, there's a lot of potential for, for kind of taking this platform idea that the Mogo folks had and expanding that and kind of making that the basis of uh, the new digital version of curriculum. And so... I, I would say that's about where Discipler was conceived. Uh, and so Discipler is now a, a distinct company, uh, but it's fully backed uh, or fully funded by David C. Cook uh, here in Colorado Springs. And we are building that digital platform, uh, the next, or I, 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 we could drop the plat. We are building the next digital form right. uh, for curriculum. And that's going to be launching in June. So uh, to, to give you an idea of what it'll do, uh, we're, we're, taking, we're taking material from publishers who are already making curriculum. You know, they're, they're, they're jumping on board. And we are, we're putting that curriculum into, into a format that makes sense so that, you know, how when you... When you see a, a Wikipedia article, you have uh, toward the top kind of a menu that shows you what you're what you're covering. Uh, we we pull in the curriculum, and then you know teachers can jump in and immediately you know look through their look through all the lessons in a quarter and say, oh, here's what we're covering. Here's here's the games. Here's here's all the stuff that I that I can see at a glance, which you couldn't do before. Uh, and we're also building in uh, a teacher a teacher management uh, system. So you can assign volunteers just by shooting them an email and they can say, great, I'm in, or uh, that day doesn't work for me, find someone else, and then you can do that. And so it just, it just takes all of the, all the pieces that for a while teachers have had to deal with separately, puts them all in one spot. So it's a lot simpler to pull off. From the user end, from the uh, members of a Bible study, for instance, what kind of devices, what kind of bits of pieces of technology do they need to be able to follow along in the in the coursework or the study guide or whatever the the, sure. the group is going through? Well, right now, nothing, because the app is we're building it out for the teachers right now. Uh, there there are possibilities down the road uh, for you know for example uh, the app comes with it, we're, we're building a presentation mode so you know you can be you you could be looking at the curriculum switch to presentation mode and you know say you're teaching kids you could show a video on your iPad or uh, you know send it uh, send it to a big screen via via Chromecast or, or, or something like that. So there's not a lot of interaction with the with the participants uh, in the app right now. That'll that'll be a lot later. That, that's 2.0. I 
I, I, I understand. I understand. So, so then I guess the next question is, what kind of technology do the instructors and teachers need to be able to use Discipler? Right. Uh, pretty much any device with an with an internet connection, whether that's Wi-Fi or or data. So it's a it's a web app. It's not a. It, 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 yep. Nice. So it works with it works with your laptop, works with uh, an Android phone, an iPad. Uh, it and we have we have some awesome designers uh, making sure that that it it's just a seamless. Uh, seamless experience no matter what device you're on right so that way you know your your sunday school teachers or your group leaders they can have their own personal ipad or maybe the church can have you know get get a bunch of uh kindle fire hds and like everyone's set everyone's set and you're absolutely right about about you know i just think of all those church closets full of the leftover curriculum uh that that is yeah, I hate to say wasted. I mean, you can't get the exact amount every time, but just just the amount of um, the, the reduction in waste is going to be huge. The the reduction of of overhead for, for the church globally is going to be huge, and just the ease yeah. of digital content. I mean, uh, th- this this is this is going to be awesome. I, I really think so, uh, and and it's going to be awesome for it's going to be awesome for the church. It's going to be awesome for the curriculum makers. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know you want to you want to update a lesson because you found out oh something has happened in the world mm-hmm. uh, that you know radically changes the way we think about this concept. You know, I I, I think about. Uh, some some world events that that happened, you know, on North American shores within the past, um, just just like the past twenty years. I imagine that that would have, if I had made curriculum, I would have wanted to to update some of my wording on on some stuff after a few dates and say two thousand one. But yeah, you know, you can when it's when it's digital, you can make it make it timely and keep it timely. Yeah, it, it's it's far more fluid. That's for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so that comes out this June. Yep. All right, well, we'll be looking forward to it. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. You know, a few weeks ago we asked everyone to to use the CMAGCast hashtag and tell us where they were listening to us from. Um, so I thought we'd share a couple here before we get started on today's episode. Uh, we've got Adam from London, or should I actually say these guys' last names? I'm afraid of saying them wrong. I understand Adam from okay, London. Okay, Adam from London. Hello, Adam. <laughs> I'm going to do accents for all their, all their, all their locations. Okay, Phil, you do that. Oh, somebody from the Philippines, please text in. <laughs> please. Crap. Okay, all right, Phil, do this one. We have Gregory okay. from New Zealand. Right. <laughs> I, I don't speak Hobbit. I'm sorry, I'm lost there. I don't know. El- I don't know Elvish. You're too, you're too tall to be a Hobbit. <laughs> you get, if you got down on your knees, though, you might be about the right height. That's true. Okay, we have please, please. Please direct all complaints to <laughs> Phil at Church Mag. Yes, all complaints. That is his email. Even if they're not related to this. Um, we have Greg from South Carolina. We're waiting, Phil. Go ahead. Hey, this is a gra- hey there, Greg from South Carolina. How you doing there, man? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we have Curtis from Dayton, Ohio. It's just a good place. I don't. Yeah, think Ohio, I'm thinking Ohio. That's just Midwest. So... Uh, Hey, 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 hey there, Midwest, Midwesterner. They're, they're, uh, you, uh, you good, gentle person there. Um, 
You, you, you Buckeye. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Jeremy's not Jeremy's not nope. uh, biased at all, are you? It's God's country. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to join into this hashtag madness at CMAGCast and tell us where you're listening from, then we will have Phil do an accent to say hello to you. <laughs> we will have Phil insult your entire culture for the past thousand years. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, uh, trying to um, awkwardly segue and transition um, back to the topic on hand, we just listened to the interview um, regarding Discipler, an interesting new um, curriculum platform. And uh, we could talk about the specifics of Discipler, but I think the the whole concept is is interesting to talk about a little bit about mm-hmm. how how much getting the curriculum into the Sunday school room, into the Bible study, it's needed to change for a long time. And w- technology, you know, iPads and mobile devices have become so prevalent that it's kind of like about time that we had something come on the scene. And it's interesting to see something this cool come out where um, you can get your you can get your Sunday school lessons and your curriculum and have it directly on your device and you can teach the kids from there. So, you know, box up the flannel graph and get out the iPad. Church's um, discipler is here. And the peasants rejoiced. (laughs) Well, I would would love to hear everybody's own experience with curriculum because I know my own experience, I was doing a lot of different stuff with youth ministry where I was either writing it myself uh, or we were trying to actually purchase some stuff and I got... I got a whole bunch of different kind of curriculum whenever I was doing this. And there was the digital version. And the digital version just simply was the PDF file that we got from the publishers. And so that's what they considered digital. And I I know that they had talked about it fairly briefly about the whole process of what this would look like. Um, So I'm, I'm more intrigued about what all this would include. But I know that when people talk about digital stuff, sometimes it's simply a website and that's really not worth it. And then there's the PDF files, and that's not worth it at all. And so I wonder, I guess I wonder what it means to be digital, because at that point, the way I had experienced digital curriculum was the digital was just simply the way of saving costs and not having to print off everything from everybody and distribute everything a little bit easier to your small group leaders. And I think that that's fine if that's all you're going to talk about with digital, but it sounds like what they're doing is more than just that. Um, But my own perception on what it means to have a digital curriculum is a PDF file that you can't edit, that you can't work through, that you can't process, and it's just going to be kind of stuck there. And for me, that's not what this discipler is, and it's not what it means to do curriculum digitally. Right. I think it's really important that that – that we we make that distinction. You're absolutely right because just because you provide a PDF doesn't mean that you've really created a digital um, curriculum. I, I think it did several years ago, but I think that as these things become more advanced, our apps and our and our expectations have 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 rose so much that digital curriculum at some point needs to be just as interactive as that flannel graph, but it needs to be you know in in an app form. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. I, I think this is part of the problem, though. I think too is that. You know, digital curriculum is only as good as the equipment and infrastructure your church has. So, like, you know, if you're going to, if I honestly, if I were going to sit down and design a digital curriculum, I would do the Apple method and design both the curriculum, i.e., like the software and a like best, best used hardware system. 
like I wouldn't say build it, but I would say you're going to need this kind of TV and this play playback device and this audio setup to use this curriculum. That way, all the things I give you, the videos, the the interactive apps, it all works together because I'm giving you all the same stuff. Right. Now, I think Discipler is 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 taking kind of a rearview mirror perspective of this. It's it's taken more of that PDF um, design, right, and giving you tools to be able to distribute it amongst your teachers. It even gives the option for people to download and print them for those that, that don't want to use the device. Right, it's designed to fit multiple, you know, computer and tablet screens, and so it feels like that this is a really, a really nice kind of like segue tool. It isn't exactly like interactive apps curriculum per se, like what, like even what Phil's saying, but it's also not just like they have provided you a PDF that you can read on your iPad either. Well, and I think I think that I can get into the actual app because I haven't used it, but I would be interested in what this looks like. And in the distribution model of the process, because curriculum is always based on a specific denomination. And we have a lot of denominations out here that are going to have their own slants on also be interesting because I know I always edit mine for my audience because I wasn't actually doing youth ministry directly out of a church. I was doing parachurch ministry. And so I would always have to kind of curtail how I would do it because it would say, have your students read the Bible verse out of their Bibles. Well, guess what? I'm doing outreach ministry to people who have never stepped their foot in church, and so none of them have Bibles. I would typically have Bibles for them, but if we had a that would come in, I would actually have to do it myself. And so sometimes I found whenever ministry was getting to be more than the Bibles I had, I actually had to print off all the Bible verses on top of already printing off the PDF files. And so the more that you can customize this process, I also think is the is better and that's not even talking about the the theology of everything, the differences that could possibly be there for different people with their own denominations. But but how many how many Sunday school teachers and small group liter, uh, leaders, you know, your your atypical person is really going to be so um, have their fingers in it so much that they're going to actually want to make modifications and make well, changes my, like that. My experience is both sides of it. There's been Sunday school teachers that haven't looked at the curriculum before they start Sunday school and they start reading it first time in front of the kids. And then I've seen people that are overly involved and want to make tweaks and changes so that their students or adults get the most out of the process. And so they are actually curtailing it to the stories. And, and so I don't, I almost think that it's less of a, a possibility of somewhere in the middle, at least from my own experience, it's either one side or the other of the pendulum. Yeah. I, I'm very, I'm very excited to see this light up close because I feel like this is a step, a huge step in the right direction. And I think I would, I think what I would love to see somebody do and, and discipler may be so good that this is a moot point, yeah. but I would love to see um, someone come up with, with a, rather than a curriculum, a, a tool or platform for churches to build their own. Like for example, I, I, I VBS stuff. I, I have designed my. Um, I've been a part of VBS in my church for years. I used to be the junior high youth pastor here, and so we just added a junior high element to our VBS, and I was in charge of that, and I helped with the whole production overall. And um, it, it uh, yeah, I enjoyed it, but like all the curriculums were almost always garbage. 
because like the I, as someone who likes theology, um, no, none of the less curriculums had any kind of grand, grander scope. It was always mm-hmm. I feel like random lessons, you know. Mm-hmm. And in fact, actually, two years in a row, we used three of the same Bible stories because it, it was the same company, and so they used yeah. the same Bible story and had a different point from it. And, and also, also, you're looking at what happens when your church buys a generic set and then you have people that are both on the extremely theologically oriented side because their kids have been coming to church every single day for their entire lives and listening the whole time, which every pastor's dream right there. And then on the other end, for the people that are have never been exposed to church and they need to start at the very beginning. And you have all that dy- dynamics and some weeks it's heavy on one side and some weeks it's heavy on the other side and the curriculum's not based for that. And I think that that's where we get into this discussion. And I think it's a- applicable here is technology allows us to go beyond this traditional standards, just like what Google and Amazon and everybody else are doing to completely disrupt the process but with the, the ability to be able to hit so many target audiences. I see. I think, I think theology can't, I, I want, I want to push back slightly, Jeremy. Yeah. I don't think that theology, um, if you had a, a theologically heavy curriculum that, mm-hmm. that goes two ways, like you can have theology that's, that's so, um, stuck in using the correct theological terms and all that stuff, or right. you can have a very like I mean, Christ's theology was really simply laid out in, in, in his parables, and Absolutely. I think sometimes like a curriculum ends up being moralizing more than actually teaching the Bible, mm-hmm. and that's what uh, frustrates me a lot. Uh, it's just it's all about being good people. I'm actually teaching a class uh, at church now about about a philosophy and calling it the killerisms, you know, philosophy that's, it's deadly to us. And one of them is this, um, uh, philosophy called moral therapeutic deism, which is where God loves you. He wants you to be a good person. He wants you to do good things. Right. And that's, there's nothing about Jesus. I think redemptive about it at all. And I think that sometimes our curriculum tends that way. Like in order to be as vanilla as possible for all the churches possible, they've gone so far in the ob- opposite direction. There's no Christ. Right. But I, but I also think that we have personal stories that can get invested in it. And for some people, the stories need to simply start in the Bible. And sometimes we need to start applying it to our own lives. And so if it's a PDF file that's sitting there that we need to do, then basically what we really need to do to make the most effective process is download it from the website, print it off, and then start writing our own story to go along with it. If it's yeah, something that we're doing more than just the Bible. And at that point, it's not a digital curriculum. It's just simply a distribution model. Exactly. Not I, I would I would love to see a tool set up for churches to build their own curriculums, you know, yeah. like a, a web interface where a curriculum director or a kid's pastor can get on there and select the Bible text for the day, select the main points, give them a rough outline and then let folks get on there. Okay, I, I don't want to what, what, what real life example can I use from my own personal life? How can I put myself into the story? You know? Uh, Decipher was built on the back of another app that I saw a little over a year ago that they essentially they, they essentially acquired it and this is how it was released and and part of the model of that app was that you were able to build your own curriculum and so um, what we'll what we'll do Phil is we'll, we'll get a hold of discipler and see about giving you um, kind of a trial run on this because you not only use curriculum um, because you're on staff there at the church, but you also uh, order it as well. 
And so I'd be really curious to, to get your thoughts on that. So if you, you know, if you want to know a little bit more about Discipler and you listen to this podcast, just sit tight. Phil's got a, a review that he'll be posting on Church Mag um, sooner than later, hopefully. PDQ. <laughs> which which is my initials that's philip daniel quick <laughs> well you know um re- recently i, I saw a, a ted video that talked about what made for the most successful startup and it wasn't the team it wasn't even the idea but the number one thing that led to a successful startup was timing and i think the discipler um has some has some pretty decent timing on this i think uh as as technology has become such a way of life for everybody and so the timing of this should be really good um, to, uh, to to bring um, Christian curriculum closer to being uh, more of a digital purchase than an actual analog purchase like it has been historically. And I also think that they buried the lead in this process because the very last thing that they said before they cut out and the interview was over was, oh, and by the way, we can also update things as we go along in case there's something that needs to be updated. And for me, that means that every single year, we could possibly be expecting some relevant process here whenever we're doing this. I've had this situation before, by the way, where we, there's a great example of, oh, my goodness, the culture is doing something amazing. And then it's actually cult- culturally irrelevant and people actually get hung up on the fact that it's culturally irrelevant and can't start to have that theological discussion. And for me, that's a fail in the process of the curriculum. And so if someone were to decide, you know what, I'm going to talk about American Idol and how much this actually applies to being able to be on the topic of whatever it is, then, oh my goodness, American Idol's not on anymore. Haha, let's get, let's make fun of this. And we're not talking about the Bible verses anymore. Right. There's actually, um, I'm taking classes myself right now, um, through for my ministerial certification. And I, I was reading the, the, the course book and it made a, made a reference in there. And I'm thinking, I forget the reference. I should have highlighted it and tweeted it, but it was such an old reference, but it wasn't that old. It was like it was like a 2008 reference, but that's that's seven years ago. And I was like, "Whoa, this is super dated," you know. And it just it it pulled me out of it for a minute. Yeah, and, and, and it could, with this kind of platform, being able to update it like that, we could see a shift in how th- this curriculum is developed in the first place, right? Almost like, I hate to say like a blog post, but almost like that, right? Where the, the curriculum for that week is, is written like only a week or two before. And so even um, uh, popular news events, things that are going on in the world could then be a topic like, you know, hey, two weeks ago, this happened, and now we're going to apply this biblical concept to it. I mean, wow, that would that could be huge. We don't have to get crazy with it because there's a whole – I know that David C. Cook is in my backyard, and I've had conversations with staff there of what it means to write great curriculum because I was trying to figure out the best stuff for my youth ministry. But I think that everybody uses some kind of illustrations, and we want to make it relevant, and I think that that's appropriate to be able to do it well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, would you consider that a name-dropping, Phil, the fact that he said, quote, David C. Cook is in my backyard? Yeah, I feel like he's like saying, yeah, so me and Dave are back uh, barbecuing, and we're just chatting it up about uh, Absolutely curriculum not. Been, and whatnot. In the shadow of the Rockies, you know, just hanging out, being cool and stuff. He keeps asking me to come on board. I'm like, Dave, not right now. It's not a good time for me, you know. No, in fact, the, I'm rocking in fact, the Google exact, Plus. And, uh, the exact opposite. The, the, the man of many voices. And this is why, if you tweet, to the CMAGCast hashtag, 
where you're listening from. Phil will say hello to you with an accent from your area. Here's a preview of California. Here we go. Dudes, what's up, brah? Now that's a stoner voice, right? Yeah, yes. exactly. See, that's what I was yes. going for. I was going for that stoner voice, you know. That's caught some gnarly waves, brah. Oh, man, it was great. Do you have any Fritos? Um... I tell you what, I, Discipler sounds like a superhero name, though. So, like, I'm really kind of waiting for a Bible Man kind of mascot to be released as well. Discipler. He is the Discipler. Just please, whatever you do, don't let his weapon be a sword. Of course not. It's going to be some sort of curriculum of some kind. That's what Discipleship is, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Are you still with us, Jeremy? Uh-oh. Look at you offended him, Phil. My kids were transitioning upstairs. Oh, oh, okay. Dang it, I was hoping that we had some sort of scandal brewing. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's the, the straw that stirs a drink. All right, do you guys have anything else you want to say on this or some, some sort of boom shakalaka that we can throw on the end here? I think that we have a- oh, we have two of them. That's great. Both, You both do it. You, you go first, and then Phil will go, and then I'll pick one of them. Oh. <laughs> Who does dad love more? (laughs) (laughs) For me, I think that the takeaway is it's still a process and all this, and and we're not there yet. So when we do get there, I think it'll be a really good setup. But until then, I think it's going to just take some time. As they said, it's been a it's been a huge process just to get where they're at right now. So we'll get there. Mm -hmm. I I was going to kind of say the same thing. I think that you know. uh, the new Bible and, and Discipler and some of the other apps and services we're seeing come out now. It's just, it's, it's, it's hopeful. You know, we're, we're technology is finally being turned around and used uh, in the church in not just a, uh, I want to say a proper way, but in a, an efficient and, and life-giving way. Like we're actually using technology to, like, like the rest of the world's been using for, for decades. Well, Phil, since your closing comment was basically rehashing what Jeremy already said, clearly I'm going to have to cut yours and go with Jeremy. That's fine. I, I know who the favorite child is. It's okay. Thank you for joining this week's podcast. It's great to have you here. To learn more about Discipler, visit their website at discipler.com. That's D-I-S-C-I-P-L-R.com. And if you want to join the discussion or have Phil do his best accent for your part of the world by telling us where you listen from, use the hashtag CMAGCast. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Awesome. All right, guys. There, I, I think I think we made a podcast. Somewhere. Somewhere in there is a podcast. <laughs>